Jephthah. Whereas the children of Israel yet again forsook the Lord and followed strange gods, he delivered them to the hands of the Philistines and of the Ammonites. After the Ammonites had defeated the tribes east of the Jordan, they crossed the river to attack Judah, Benjamin and Ephraim. Then the children of Israel cried to the Lord, saying, We have sinned against thee. But the Lord said to them, Go and call upon the gods whom you have chosen. Let them deliver you. The children of Israel said, We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatever pleaseth thee. Only deliver us this time. God was touched by their miseries. And so he raised up for them once again another judge to defend and release them. There lived at that time Jephthah, a son of the tribe of Galad, and a most valiant warrior. And it was he whom the ancients of Israel chose as their leader. He had, however, had a, a checkered history. He was, in fact, the child of a harlot, and therefore was scorned by his father's legitimate sons, who had driven him away from the family home and, uh, were, uh, and uh, cast him out. As he had no personal resources or even hope of an inheritance, he fled to the land of Tob, a border region far east of the Jordan, where he gathered uh, around him a group of vagabonds. As these small roving bands of youths like Jephthah were common from the early settlement period and up to the Roman times. They made alliances with local inhabitants who felt overtaxed or mistreated by their nominal rulers, and these lawless frontiersmen sustained themselves by plundering merchant caravans and raiding other settled communities. Jephthah, however, rose above all of these inauspicious beginnings, and, as we have said, came to be the judge of Israel for six years. When the hostile neighbours, the Ammonites, sought to regain territory seized by the Israelites, the elders of Gilead turned to Jephthah. Obviously impressed by his martial skills, despite their earlier disdain for him, but he responded angrily to their plea for help, reminding them that they had hated him and driven him out of his father's house. Why do you then come to me now when you are in trouble? Nevertheless, he, he relented and he agreed to lead the fight after the elders promised to make him their ruler, once the Lord gave the Ammonites over to them. Upon taking command of the Israelite forces, Jephthah sent messengers to negotiate a settlement with the Ammonites. But this uh, came to nothing. They were determined to reappropriate the territory that Israel had taken from them during their migration from Egypt to Canaan. In a lengthy speech, Jephthah set forth Israel's right to that area, pointing out that his people had been refused permission to pass peacefully through these foreign lands. Israel's possession of the territory, he argued, was sanctified by the Lord, just as the earlier claim of the Ammonites had been endorsed by their deity. With the collapse of these negotiations, Jephthah turned to God, vowing that he would sacrifice whoever first appeared at the door of his house, if he were allowed to return in triumph from the war. This was indeed a foolish vow. 
However, Jephthah may have expected to see an animal at the door, since the ground floor of dwellings in these days served to shelter livestock, while people usually lived on the second floor above. To Jephthah's horror, however, it was his only child, his daughter, who greeted his victorious return. And she came out uh, to greet him with uh, song and with timbrels. And when he saw her, he cried, Alas, my daughter, I have opened my mouth to the Lord, and I cannot go back on my word. She, however, accepted this and said to him, Do to me whatever thou hast promised, for the Lord hath granted thee a victory over thy enemies. This curious incident uh, leaves us wondering, and many commentators wondering, whether in fact Jephthah did offer his daughter in an actual real sacrifice of her life. Other, uh, other commentators prefer to believe that she was consecrated to God, and was obliged to live henceforth as a virgin. After his six years of judging Israel, Jephthah had to put down an uprising by the men of Ephraim. These were fellow Jews, and they had come into conflict with his own tribe, because they were incensed by his failure to summon them to join in the fight against the Ammonites. This demonstrates the disturbances which were constantly going on during the time of the judges, not merely between the Israelites and the enemies of foreign tribes and races, but even amongst themselves. However, with relative ease, Jephthah defeated the Ephraimites uh, on the other side of the Jordan and cut off their retreat by stationing uh, troops at the fords of the river. However, since they were fellow Israelites, realising that the Ephraimite soldiers looked no different from his own soldiers, he told his men to demand that each person crossing the fords be asked to say Shibboleth which means an ear of grain. However, this word was pronounced differently by the Ephraimites. And because they were unable to pronounce it in the same manner as the Gileadites, then they, their identity was revealed. And so, this being the case, the Bible reports that 42,000 Ephraimites who failed to pass the simple verbal test were in fact slain. And this word shibboleth, of course, has been taken up in modern English to be a catchword devoid of actual meaning, but which actually serves to identify a particular group of people. Jephthah's case is an interesting one indeed. It shows uh, surely to us that 
the judges, although used by God and though used as instruments of God, were often in themselves far from perfect people. That the, uh, the life of Jephthah previously had been a life rather of lawlessness, but he had clearly maintained his religious sense. And when he, uh, when he was called, he rose up to the call. However, there was clearly elements of imprudence and the, uh, of even foolishness in his character in having made this rash vow, which, uh, which had, of course, a terrible and serious consequences. It therefore should be at least for us a source of encouragement that we need not be absolutely perfect before God can use us for his purposes. <laughs>